All right. Another episode of the Pleasantly Persistent Podcast. Christy is uh, Christy's out today, uh, so I'm here solo and special guest, Steve from Tenzo in the house. Uh, Steve, it is a pleasure. Nice to meet you, and thank you. Thank you for joining. Thanks for having me, Matt. Excited to be here and chat for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So you moved from L.A. to New York? Yeah, I just moved to New York City. Um, we founded the company in L.A. And um, yeah, it's been a really good move. Honestly, I'm a pretty ambitious guy. And I feel like everyone in L.A. that was my age, like, you know, 30 basically, is just like kind of off gallivanting at this point in their life. And New York is, uh, you know, really hits the, the needle on the head for um, just ambition and like getting stuff done. Like everyone always comes here and talks about the energy and that's definitely very real. And I really love that. Yeah. yeah. So well, I want to get into that a little bit, but give me, give me the, give me, usually I try to I skip the proper intro because I get excited to talk about other stuff. So what is, what is your yeah. proper, proper intro, please? Um, yeah, I'm the founder and CEO of a matcha brand called Tenzo. Um, company started seven years ago. We're omni-channel. We have the largest um, subscription Shopify matcha program in the country. We also have um, an industrial part of the business where we sell to everyone from Unilever to smaller brands. Um, and then, um, yeah, what we're here to talk about is food service. So we've been cranking on food service, and that was... Um, Frankly, a pretty unique way to go when you're starting a CPG brand and not um, too many brands did it, but we've done that. It's been a great part of the company. And um, lastly, we have Amazon. We're pretty new on Amazon though, so small numbers there, but um, it's, it's growing really fast. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. So a little bit more because it's just interesting to me of just like two big cities. So like what's, yeah, the CPG vibe, LA versus New York and just like your enjoyment of it and like the biggest cultural differences and day-to-day differences um i think the cpg community is very very strong in both cities there's very good founders in each one um at all levels of scale too right so there's you know kind of like the next cohort of younger guns that are maybe doing like six seven figures a year and then there's everyone from eight figures to hundreds of millions of dollars in both cities and they're pretty accessible to pretty much anyone in the community if you're, you know, actively trying to do that. That's been really, really good. And those peer relationships, I think, are key. Um, and if anything, like coming into New York City, my network in LA was already quite strong, where I feel like I was immediately plugged into hundreds of new people, um, events, parties, networking stuff, deals, like, um, so that was really, really helpful. As for culture, I feel like um i don't know they're very similar and different i think new york people might be a little more um straight into your face very direct um and i like people kind of beat around the bush a little bit but otherwise i just frankly i think new york city also works a lot harder than la um but you know if you're in la listening to this and you work hard don't feel bad there's you know there's a lot of people like you yeah which which city has better food um new york city yeah I mean, besides Mexican food, Mexican, I, you know, can't take away from Southern Cal yeah. in any way, but. Yeah, yeah. And what, uh, do you still play volleyball? Do you play pickup? Not really, no. Okay. Um, I haven't been, uh, 
I played in one tournament this year in my hometown with a bunch of like high school and college buddies, but I was, you know, brutally sore for like 10 days afterwards. So yeah, yeah. I'm pretty out of shape. I'm not in yeah. the greatest shape right now. Uh, so one of your LinkedIn posts landed with me because I almost didn't want to agree because so you basically, you can say the exact wording, but um that as you grow, things don't get easier. They just get harder. Um, yep. Obviously the, the hope is that, you know, you put in the grind and things, you make more money, things get easier. So, and, and yep. I have found like my first, my first three and a half years. So way less, way less than you, but my first year and a half was like crippling anxiety every day. Yep. And I grew so much from it. Um, which is great, but like, yeah, things are freaking crazy every day now, but not to the same level, you know, maybe because I grew as a person and can handle more uh, or maybe things calm with a bigger team. So I'm curious here. Yeah. Why, why you found that your thoughts on that? Um, I just think generally the problems get much harder, like, and maybe it, it's definitely growing as a person, but in some sense, like maybe that this is a symptom map that you should be pushing the needle a little bit harder. You know, things are too calm. I feel like that's always a sign of contentedness. Um, but yeah, you just got to keep solving bigger and bigger problems. Like, you know, getting a million dollar bank loan or line of credit is much different than a hundred thousand dollar line. Managing 20 people oh. is much more, much harder than managing five. Um, totally. But like, I would say I actually had a really good learning lesson from that. Some guy commented, I don't, he's kind of big on LinkedIn actually, but I don't know his name. He said that you're correct, but the key thing is that you're solving the problems that you're meant to be solving at different stages. So like that is a very important lesson. Like as the company has grown a lot, you, you shouldn't be, you know, really thinking about like, you know, for our D2C business, like, oh, like, how do I, you know, write this email better or create a better Facebook ad? It's like, there's much bigger problems that I need to be focused on. And so staying dialed into those is key. Totally. That's true. And I guess I'm thinking about my perspective as well. I think some things it's just like, wait, when it was just me or me and we're not huge now, we're a team, team of nine, but like things that I needed, like it wasn't good at, but had to do like now, we have a VP who's amazing. And like, she does a lot yep. of that and she does it well. So I think that's caught things as well. Um, yeah. So what, um, so the caffeine trends, like, what do you, what do you, that's maybe a cliche softball question for you, but it's interesting to me, like, where do you see coffee going? Like the mud waters everyday dose and like, and then the alternatives like you guys and, whether it's matcha or, or mate all everything yeah i mean i think there's a huge pool matt you know if you include all caffeinated beverages in the lump sum market it's the largest beverage market in the world maybe second to water but coffee i think and tea are the second and third most commonly drank items in the world um so it's like there's a lot of room to play and um frankly i think like from the alternative side Anyone that's selling matcha is a friend of mine. Like, you know, even the mushroom companies too, like we work with several of them. Like, I think that that's worthy and a good mission to support. And um, they're exposing people to, you know, new and better ways to do things. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's super important. Yeah. And it's, you know, so many people like 
do well with coffee and that's great, but others, I, I don't do well with coffee. I haven't drank coffee in two plus years and I, uh, it's fun and interesting and like all these different cultures and like what they do for, for, for caffeine and, and, uh, yeah. uh just different stimulants. And it's, it's just super interesting. Yeah. And I, I mean, it is crazy. Like I think like the really highly caffeinated stuff is pretty insane. Like the Celsius, I mean, they're a huge company monster, yeah. you know, the whole bang acquisition, like there's so much caffeine in that stuff. Like it, you know, it just it can't possibly be good for you over the long term. But um, there's obviously a place for it in a huge market. So you know, maybe time yeah. to conceal a little bit of that. How did uh, you were not there, but I saw your crew at uh, uh, NRA. They were chatting. I didn't have a chance to say well, how was that show for you guys. Was that your first time there? Um, we went one time when we were really small, which I don't think we, looking back on it, we were quite ready for that. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good show. We're just hitting the trade show circuit hard. I think we'll do. We had only like five last year. This year it's like 10 and next year, hopefully we'll add a couple more. So which ones are like repeats or, and which ones you like jazzed up that are new ones. So we're in this organization called SHFM. So like we've gone to that. Mm-hmm. We do all the coffee fests. We did NRA. Um, and then a couple of distributor shows and like next year we'll push into the UNFI shows, hopefully the Cisco shows. And then all the ones that I mentioned as well maybe like IFT or supply side west as well on the bulk side we're yeah. leaving some uh money on the table with this but trade shows are yeah. really good I mean it's very attributable revenue and it's very easy from a food service side to say oh yeah we spent x dollars and we made y return in you know 12 months mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I I I love shows and NRA was wild I wish they I wish it wasn't four days it doesn't need to be I wish it was three but other than that it's a great show yeah, if we get a little uh, tired after a couple of days. Yeah, I um. Uh, so, how are your dinners going? Where where did the inspiration come from? And yeah, are you enjoying them? And yeah, I'm liking them a lot. Um, <clears throat> inspo is really just like this might sound kind of cliche or lame, but this is just something I believed in since I was really young, which is you want to invest in things that compound and naturally if you do those things over a long enough period of time you will get these very very large outsized returns so like when i was really young in my career i like basically hacked linkedin blew up on linkedin and i was really young i've really really toned down the last several years on that but that has that paid you know massive dividends very early on um and I've always just made an effort to network with people, um, you know, whether it's other brand owners, yada, yada. But um, yeah, the dinners is really just believing in building a really strong network will have, you know, outsized benefits over a long period of time. Um, for example, like our bulk business at this point is literally, I just get plugged into so many founders. Like if, if I want to meet someone, I can just directly get intro to the CEO, like pretty much in no time. Unless this is like, um, a random co-man or like a fortune 500 obviously those are you know i'm not gonna get howard schultz on the line in five minutes but for anyone that's like sub 100 million it's pretty easy to get connected directly really really fast mm-hmm. that's awesome how often are you doing them um, the two two per month so one in la one in new york city oh you're you're going to both you're traveling yeah, yeah. Sometimes I don't won't go to LA when I'll have like Rob, my co-founder, go or something. But I've been traveling a lot, dude. Um, like that's like I, 
you know i feel yeah. like you get to this point where like you're pretty uh local in one city and you're like really boots on the ground like when we were in la for like several years i was just like closing cafes and like yeah. trying to build an econ business and doing these things and eventually like the people you want to meet are, are aren't exactly where you are at all times and mm -hmm. so you want to you know really expand you need to be traveling constantly yeah yeah um all right always so fascinating to me how someone organizes their day like i know not all days are created equal but like a normal day like are you are you a crm guy is it a different are you just like a old school like a, a to-do list like how do you organize how do you organize your day and like do you take a lunch break away from the laptop yeah <laughs> um i got a pretty old-fashioned to-do list and a moleskin that sits by my desk um I've tried a ton of different things, but this is just what's most natural to me. And then, um, like, I'll pull tasks from, like, we use a Gantt and an OKR system for Tendo, and I'll just take tasks from there, write them down. Or if I'm on the phone with someone, I need something to write down. But, yeah, I pretty much just work through the tasks, usually block a chunk of time. We use HubSpot, CRM. I'm still pretty active in, like, a specific set of deals. Um, so I just, you know, HubSpot. Have you used HubSpot before? We, we just made a big transition from like, eh, like basic Salesforce to bells and whistles HubSpot and we're like all in and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. So, you know, you just go in, open up the task sheet, click start and just rip through the tasks and it's, you know, easy peasy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'll do that for a couple hours per day. And then um, a lot of it, it's just like meetings or random other things. Like we're launching new products or we're going into retail or, you know, we need to do X, Y, Z, you know, investor thing or whatever. It's like, there's a million different things that pop up. Yeah. So trying to do that, help people. Do um, you take a, do you take a proper, do you take a proper break during the day? And when shit's, when you have a day where shit's just hitting the fan, it's just curveball, curveball. Do you try to muscle through or are you just like, I'm not in the headspace? Like, I'm going to get myself right before I handle this. Always muscle through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Like, there's, there's a time for like rest and relaxation, but i honestly like this also might sound a little weird but like, i feel i'm in like my revenge here like i'm out to kill like there's not i'm not like yeah. uh joking around or trying to take breaks or do whatever oh, like totally it's interesting so i'm i'm also out to kill <laughs> for sure but yeah. sometimes like certain things i'm just know that like my reaction is going to be so low quality that i'm like like i'm just like full of adrenaline like want to attack and i'm like I'm gonna, I'm gonna sleep on this like i'm gonna give this a minute and then totally like, uh, just like it's like yeah. a little bit different yeah and I, I mean i think that there's definitely merit to that um like there's this really good quote from uh it's like a warren buffett quote he was like something i'm paraphrasing here something like you know charlie and i have never made an emotional decision once in the history of berkshire i think it's a very very valuable lesson like it's like really just logic and um, clear business decision. So if you need to delay a decision for that reason, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, and I frankly do that sometimes too. So, yeah, yeah. How about how long have you? How long has it been since you started, Kenzo? Seven years. Started my senior year at UCLA. I'm 29 now. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, where do you think you've grown the most, and then what area? do you think is your biggest growth area now? Um, that's a good question. I feel like I have 
very strong knowledge across almost all core aspects of food and beverage. Um, like omni-channel, all the operations, supply chain, you know, all the metrics, pretty much everything like that. And um, I think the, of the two key levers for me are one, just leadership and, you know, setting clear, very clear standards, culture, goals, that kind of thing. Um, just general CEO level work. And then um, next is just really focusing on like learning how to close like whales. Like I need to get like Starbucks. We need to be doing Trader Joe's private label, like kind of like all the big boys. I need to like wrap my head around and then close them all. I think that's like a key area that I'm pretty focused on right now. Yeah. yeah. If you have any insight on that, I would love your perspective. Uh, yeah, honestly, we work with some of the very large coffee chains. Starbucks, we're not, yeah, we're send lots of emails and contacts and nothing there. Um, so um, as far as culture, yeah, is there anything, yeah, do you, is there anything you guys have in place? Like virtual, I assume everyone's remote. Like, is there any, like, whether it's games or Slack or is it just like, yeah we use slack we have weekly all hands we'll do like question of the week which is always like pretty funny sometimes what's we'll an, do like what's a, an example like the question from wednesday this week was what's your favorite 90s cereal brand um and why and like everyone shared like their favorite cereal and, like a funny story about it um, and is that ass on your all hands or via slack no all hands it's like live storytelling oh um, man thank you thank you for that that I love that. But I think it's pretty good. And it's so easy, like from a leadership perspective, it's very easy to think of like a good question. Like, what's your favorite memory as a child? Like as a child, yeah. what did you love to do during the summer as a kid? Like you could ask all these things and um, it like really opens up the gates and people feel like they understand each other a lot better versus oh, just like, oh. Like, how many people are on that all hands call? Um, Six. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's still so that, relatively that small. Right. And yeah, yeah. I mean, we're like still super lean. Um, pretty much everyone in the company has like one to multiple assistants and VAs. Um, we just really believe in outsourcing. Like our entire customer service team is in um, the Dominican Republic. And then like all of our wholesale backend is all like in a 30 page Google doc, which is all in the Philippines. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, lo I love that question. I love it's just like such a simple way where it's like fun to share. Like there's no pressure. It's just something that's fun. And like everyone gets to like learn about each other and like have a laugh or be interested or have some banter. I I love that. Um, so to close a fun question, we sometimes ask what beverage and what snack have you purchased the most in the last year? Oof. Um, difficult questions. Beverage, Tenzo. Always Tenzo. Other, other than? Um, I don't know. Water? Are you a seltzer guy? Oh, oh okay. We're open up to alcohol. All right. Um, uh, oh, yeah. What, yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um. I've been drinking these Montauk IPAs that are really good. I don't know if you had them. Yeah. They're they're really strong uh, ABV, but 
like um you only need like one and you're just like it's perfect so yeah yeah awesome and uh snack food honestly this is kind of okay actually the easy answer is just bacon egg and cheese at the local bodega in my apartment building i'm not really a snack guy like um i'm not either i'm not a snack guy and i i postmates a lot or eat out a lot Um, yeah yeah what's what what's your what's your most frequented actually not most frequented what's your favorite like qsr that's larger than like 20 not a local bodega like a sweet green cava of the world chipotle. i love sweet green um i love chipotle i get both of those pretty frequently also love chick-fil-a love in and out what's, what's your what's your chipotle order um burrito half steak half chicken mixed rice corn lettuce guac cheese yeah, I like. I'm I'm digging the new uh, the LTO chicken, the pollo asado. It's so good. Most, oh, I have not. I haven't too. had it yet. Oh, it's way it's way more. I love love the regular chicken, but the the yeah, you should get the LTO, the seasonal Got chicken, it. which is doing well because it's been there for a long time. So, all right, cool. Well, uh, uh, it was it was a pleasure. It's really fun for me to like someone out in the LinkedIn landscape and then be able to just like chat and get to know them a bit. So I, I, I appreciate it. And then uh, as far as where people can find you, even though they know where can people, where can people find you? Uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, definitely the most active on Twitter right now. Um, I feel like it's just a little less cringe than LinkedIn. I feel like LinkedIn, I bought into this for a while. It's just like a little too like, nah. It is. I'm. I'm not on. Not on Twitter. It. It. It is. It's a lot of right because you almost like feel like you have to play the game a little bit because it's like this professional thing and like you're representing your company. So like, yeah, I try to be as genuine as possible, but like I, you know, I definitely play the game a little bit because you. Yeah. It's really tempting. Exactly. It's really tempting to. It's really tempting to do so. So I. Uh, I know. I, I. I. I hear that. I hear that. So, all right. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Matt.